so y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm here, so I won't get fined. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. The second half, we sucked. We couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball, they went down and got points. We got our ass totally kicked in the second half. That's what it boiled down to. It was a horse performance in the second half. Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. Been erroneous reports. People questioning my loyalty to him. That is absurd. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. You were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, if I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster, I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds tons of fun the fire in there is amazing great platform to post trade questions debate rookie values share insight interact with some cool people from across the globe you know shout out to those guys in australia they're blowing my phone up all the time you know the best part is there's no twitter trolls or facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about so uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more win those championships pause the podcast right now sign up and you can thank me later in the group chat What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday and happy Thanksgiving. It is your boy. It is Memphis coming to you live on a Tuesday for a Wednesday podcast. I am flying solo. My main man, the man of the hour, and the man with the power, Jerry, is traveling back to the mean streets of Michigan to visit friends and family for the Thanksgiving holiday Uh, The boys of the Dynasty War Games did record a podcast. They should be dropping later in the week. That one required a little editing. Everyone else had commitments and travel and things. So here I am. I am flying solo. Uh, May drop another one later in the week to offset the, the fact that the other guys are out. No Daily Destroyer this week. Uh, not looking like any fantasy football smackdown this week, but it's all good. I got you covered. I got your dynasty and fantasy goodness. I'm going to jump into that in just a second. Uh, I just want to, again, thank all of you guys. Um, I know we're supposed to give thanks, and uh, we're thankful for each and every one of you that download, subscribe, rate, review, everything as it relates to the the DWZ. Uh have been getting a few more DMs via Instagram, and I'm trying to do a better job of checking both that handle and the Twitter handle much more often. So if you, you have a quick question, anything we can help you with, uh, be be more than happy to try over at Dynasty Warzone, both on Instagram and on Twitter. We are on TikTok. I quite haven't figured out that uh, that bit of technology yet. 
And uh, but don't be afraid. You know, you can subscribe to the channel. We'll uh, we'll get to it. I uh, got some time off. Maybe this uh, this Thanksgiving weekend will give me the time that I need to master the art of TikTok. So there you go. Uh, last thing I'll plug before I jump into a couple of pieces of news and then re-ranking the 2022 rookie wide receiver class, um, the YouTube channel. Uh, now, this one was not live on YouTube. I was not able, uh, even though I'm able to record, I wasn't able to use my normal setup. So wasn't able necessarily to go live, but wanted to make sure we got a show out. But head over to YouTube. Uh, it's Dynasty Warzone. You'll see all of the shows, and we'll have something out there. I'm sure Kyle will be back with some waiver wire sniping. The playoffs are right around the corner, as crazy as that is to, to say. So please make sure you subscribe everywhere. Uh, don't be afraid to leave a review, and that's how you help us. So I do want to jump into this. Uh, good people, bad tweets. Um, this is not a bad tweet, though. This is actually the genesis, the, uh, the, the concept, the idea behind what I'm going to cover tonight. So this one actually was not good or bad. I guess it was good in that it you know, gave me a topic to cover tonight. So we're going to call it good people, good tweets. And uh, that is Mr. SF Dynasty FF. And he tweeted, Traylon Burks just had more yards in week 11, 111 yards, than Drake London has had the last five weeks combined which would have been 103. London was definitely the the rookie wide receiver one, though, right? Uh, question mark. So he didn't say this as a statement of uh, definite. He said it more as in a question mark, like kind of asking out loud that even though Traylon Burks had more yards in one game than Drake London had had in his previous five, he's, I guess, maybe asking for the dynasty in the Twitter in the fantasy world to kind of confirm, hey, is Traylon Burke, or excuse me, is Drake London the wide receiver one in this rookie class? And I'm just going to go ahead and stop and say he was never the rookie wide receiver one in this class for me personally. Uh, I will break down my top 10 rookie wide receivers here in just a minute, but this tweet was really more of, at first I was like, do we have to ask this question? And the more I slowed down, because sometimes I have a tendency to overreact or sometimes just react to what I read or what I see on Twitter. But in this case, I slowed this one down. And I realized he or she is just asking the question of, Drake London, you know, we're, we're still holding him in value and we're not letting this, this recent correlation, uh, excuse me, this recent output of production with Traylon Burks, we're not letting it cloud our judgment as dynasty gamers, and most definitely not. I, I don't rank and re-rank and rank and re-rank and rank and re-rank every position every time someone has a good game. I mean, it started back earlier in the season. It was, well, Brees Hall's the 101, and then, you know, B. John Robinson, who's never even taken a snap in the NFL, well, he's the 101, and then Kenneth Walker's the 101. It doesn't need to be updated that often. Um, we need to take every bit of information that we get and use that bit of information to, at the end of the season, take it 
and re-rank then. Um, I wouldn't use this as a reason to go sell Traylon Burks. And if I could use the negative news on the Drake London side, like if I could send Traylon Burks straight up for Drake London right now, I'm doing it. I am 100% making that trade in a heartbeat. But I'm going to jump into ranking the rookie wide receivers. I got to be real slow when I say that because if uh, with all those R sounds, the rookie, the wide receiver, I, I could like fumble over my words and I don't want to do that. So I'll be doing those rankings after I cover a couple of other little bits of news and uh, I'll end the show with that. But that was good people, in this case, good tweets. And again, that was SF Dynasty FF asking if Drake London is still the rookie 101. Like I said, was never my rookie 101. Um, I will say Drake London uh, did not, uh, has not missed any games, at least not in the regular season due to injury. We'll talk about Mr. London here in a minute. But that segment, as always, brought to you by our patron, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Uh, I'm actually going to cover another topic, which is Justin Fields, again, here in just a second on behalf of one of our patrons. But that's where I, I do stuff like that. The, you know, In this case, Mark, Mark's the patron in question. He asked a question about Justin Fields' value, and I want to cover that. And then a back and forth I had with a good friend on Twitter. Um, but Sunday, Sunday start sits. One-on-one um, -on -one help with Dynasty rosters, trades rankings i you know people ask a lot i get th those are the dms i get a lot hey where can i find your rankings hey where are your rankings for dynasty and i i got news for you i just recently two weeks ago sent out my updated qb rankings and then this past weekend i sent out some updated running back rankings if you guess that wide receivers and tight ends are on the way you're dead on it but the only place i put those out is our patron in our patron group chat on our patron website and if those are the things that you're looking for from me, from the Dynasty Warzone, it's patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Rankings, extra podcasts, one-on-one -on -one help, a hell of a group chat with an amazing group of people, ladies and gents, and it's still five bucks a month. Um, just a way to pay for the streaming service, you know, all the stuff that it takes to keep a podcast rolling. That's what we do over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Uh, please head over there, check it out. And I uh, would love to welcome you to the group chat and to our patron group. So uh, I guess this is not good. I don't know. You guys can decide. It's good people, good tweets. Just two people tweeting. And it was between me and my friend. And um, this is someone I've actually met in the real world, not just an internet friend, as my wife calls him. It's Nick Whalen at underscore Nick Whalen, um, a dynasty OG has done done uh, stints with just about every major dynasty brand out there. Just a, a hell of a writer and content creator and just a good guy. And one hell of a Chicago Bears fan and a Justin Fields fan to the point to where he named his pup. If you follow Nick on socials, you'll know uh, Nick's got a dog named Fields. And he loves Justin Fields as, as he should. Um, I will give a little bit of my rankings away. Uh, I got Justin Fields eighth in my most recent QB dynasty rankings. And I, I think Nick and I agree that the guy is extremely talented. You know, I, I want to see him throw more. You know, my concerns with, with Justin Fields are he doesn't, he hasn't thrown enough. You know, he has one game 
He's played 11. He's had one game on the season where he's topped 200 yards passing, and he's got zero games with 20 completions, like zero. His high on the season is 17. And I understand that, you know, he's really shown a gear that we hadn't seen really a lot last year or really a lot this year until the most, you know, recent handful of weeks. He looks like Michael Vick rein, you know, reincarnated. But for me, the, the, the issue and the concern is the injury. You know, last year he played through some some rib injuries and he ended up getting an ankle injury. And, and now we've got this shoulder. And that's my concern. That was my concern in the in the conversation with Nick. And it's um just it was on Monday the 21st when I tweeted out my tweet. And then Nick and I went back and forth in a friendly adult professional manner. Nobody got mad, nobody got cunty. We we didn't go back and forth uh in, in a negative way. We went back and forth in a way that I think was good conversation and uh, dialogue. And I would have loved to have had Nick on the show with me tonight to discuss this. Uh, I think ultimately Nick and I, as well as dynasty gamers across the world, we want the same thing. We want more awesome QBs because for me, it gets pretty dicey when you don't have Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, uh, even Justin Herbert, who I have, you know, pretty high in my rankings. It's like, man, you know, he's not had a, the greatest season. It feels like the only bulletproof options are Mahomes and Allen. So when it comes to, to Justin Fields, I, I want to have more options. I play 95% of my leagues are, are super flex. I think I have one or two, one QB leagues out there, and that's cool. I think we should play uh, a variety of uh, starting roster formats. But I really want to have a guy that, that we can – you know, really keep around. You know, I, I think we all like Kyler Murray. and But what does Kyler Murray and now potentially Justin Fields have in common? They play a style of game which lends them to injury. And the one thing that we do a, a horrible job of in Dynasty and in fantasy and in life in general is we want to compare everything. And one of my favorite quotes was Theodore Roosevelt, and it's, Comparison is a thief of joy. And just think about that statement. Just if, if you're cruising in the car, hit pause. Uh, as long as you're not, you know, keep your hands on the wheel. But if you're able to hit pause on the podcast, or if you're making Thanksgiving dinner and you can hit pause for a second, think about that. In, in every aspect of your life, comparison is a thief of joy. It's like we can't enjoy the relationship with one of our kids because of the relationship with another another one of our kids. Are we comparing that relationship? You know, is it with your parents? Is it at your job? Is it with your coworkers? When we compare, is it, we let it creep into fantasy football. We let this comparison steal the joy of playing the game that we love. And I'll keep this to, to fantasy football. You know, we want to compare, you know, Justin Fields and his second year growth as a fantasy asset. We want to compare it to, to Josh Allen. You know, Justin Fields is not really a great comparison for, for Josh Allen. Josh Allen does run, but, you know, so far he's managed to avoid injury. And as big as Justin Fields is at like 6'3", 220, you know, Josh Allen is like 6'4", 6'5", 250. That's quite a bit more human. And I, I feel like we see a lot more 
Justin Fields being ran between the tackles. I, I don't know. And, and, and that's where the comparison comes in. And then we compare him to Michael Vick. And then we compare him to Lamar Jackson. And it's all these guys are QBs that could run. All of these guys at times, their, their passing has been questioned, whether it's completion or accuracy or whatever. It's like, let's just compare Justin Fields to Justin Fields. Is he taking a step forward? Yes. Is he a great athlete? Yes. Does he have a great pedigree? Yes. Has he shown us that he can run at an elite level at the QB position? As a matter of fact, set records once held by Michael Vick. Yes and yes. Has he shown the ability to be an average to above average passer in the NFL? And that's where I'm going to say no. And, and this is where the conversation between Nick and I really was, he was on one side, I'm on the other. I'm like, look, I, I don't need to see this guy run headlong between the tackles and continue to get hurt in meaningless games that, that they're losing. And that in some cases we're applauding that they're losing. That's cool. We want them to get, you know, a high draft pick so they can get uh, the offensive tackle or the, the, the wide receiver or whomever we, we think would be best to, to serve Justin Fields going forward. What I want to see is I want to see Chicago say, look, dude, we know you can run. You have nothing in these last six games of the season, as long as he doesn't miss any due to injury. Look, we know you can run. We've seen you run. We, we dig it. What I want to see him do is I want him to see him to take the snaps from under center from the shotgun, and I want to see him scramble around. I want to see him, you know, go, you know, laterally along the line of scrimmage, let wide receivers or, you know, the tight ends uncover and, and, and hit those guys. Use his athleticism as a way to extend the play behind the line of scrimmage and, and, and fire the ball. And if the rush gets there, cool. But, you know, move the pocket. Use your athleticism. I don't want to say be Patrick Mahomes because that's that's not easy. You know, Patrick Mahomes, again, a comparison, thief of joy. He's not Patrick Mahomes. But use your, your amazing athleticism to extend the plays and work, work over these last six games on, you know, passing the ball in, in, you know, NFL scenarios and stay healthy. Throw the ball away. Sometimes the, the sideline is your friend. If you're outside that tackle box, chuck that some bitch down the field. But don't just continue to run 8, 10, 13 times in a game that you're going to lose anyway. It's just it's just pointless. It's you know, I get running the ball. I get Lamar Jackson running the ball because his team's playing for the division. His team, I believe, is one, maybe two games behind the number one overall seed in the AFC. And on top of that, is he not only is Lamar's team playing for something, but Lamar runs in a way where like he never really gets hit and he doesn't sustain those injuries. So what I want from Justin Fields is I want Justin Fields to continue to work on his passing. I know his receiving options are limited. I know it's Cole Komet and Chase Claypool, who we just started working with, and Mooney, and that's cool. But that's who he's going to have going forward. They may add a one in either free agency with all their cap space, or they may draft one with a high draft pick. They not only have uh, their own second round pick. No, actually, they actually traded their second for Claypool. But they've got a second from Baltimore, and they've got a second from the Chargers in the Roquan Smith and Khalil Mack trades. So they have a ton of draft capital. They have a ton of cap room. They're going to bring this guy in more talent. Hopefully, they didn't last year, but hopefully 
and, and maybe Justin Fields can uh, live to be the, the dynasty option that we think he could be. I do believe that like a Kyler Murray, like a Lamar, he has QB1 overall on an entire season upside. My fear is that kind of more like Kyler Murray and less like Lamar Jackson is that he's already shown the ability to get hurt way more than, than Lamar ever has. You know, he may or may not play this weekend when the separated non-throwing shoulder. Um, he missed games last year with uh, – it was an ankle injury, but he also played through ribs. I just don't want to see this guy turn into the next Cam Newton where his career is shortened and his development is stunted because we just want to see this guy ran headlong into the line of scrimmage in meaningless games. So um, I mentioned it earlier in the show. Uh, one of our patrons, Mark, reached out to me as I was driving earlier, and he asked me, uh, would I give up Deshaun Watson and a third for Justin Fields in a super flex? And I, I wouldn't give Deshaun Watson straight up for Justin Fields. Uh, I have Deshaun Watson ahead of Justin Fields in my rankings, and I've seen uh, Deshaun Watson be, I think, I think his highest ever was QB3 on a given season. And that doesn't include him having to do it with his legs. And, you know, he's got good weapons in Cleveland. He's got a great running game. The offensive line's pretty good. I mean, no offense to my man, Jacoby Brissett, but through 11 games, now he's had his bye, through 11 games, Jacoby Brissett is the QB 16, maybe it was 15, but he's right there on the season. He's scored half a fantasy point less than Kirk Cousins on the season. And that's in no way to diminish what Kirk Cousins has done this year. He's also ahead of Tom Brady. He's ahead of Derek Carr. He's Jacoby's played great. And that's not to put Jacoby over too strong. It's just my way of saying to myself, hey, look, if Jacoby Brissett can do this in this offense with these guys, what is Deshaun Watson, a proven pro bowler, a proven talent, going to do once once he gets back and gets acclimated to this offense? Now, he's going to come back next week uh, in w- week 13, ironically, in Houston. Um, and, and he's probably not going to look great. The guy hasn't played football in 30 games, almost two calendar years since he's played uh, a regular season pro game. And I get it. Uh, there's going to be some bumps and bruises, and I'm hoping that he can use weeks 13 and 14, and I can use him in all the leagues that I have him stashed in in week 15 for the fantasy playoffs. So um, I would not move Watson for fields, but if I could get Watson for my share of fields, I'm done and done. And again, that's to take nothing away from fields and what he's done. Uh, If you go back to earlier in the season, I was one of the biggest uh, detractors of Justin Fields, and it was never about him or his talent. It's about the Bears. I mean, here's the thing about the Bears. They've not gotten the quarterback position right since Sid Luckman. They had a brief stint in the 80s with Jim McMahon, a little time with uh, Jim Harbaugh, uh, a, a great defense that allowed Rex Grossman to get to a Super Bowl, and what frustrates me about the Bears is that you finally got the thing. You got him. You gave an extra first to get him to move up to get him. And, and, and what are you doing with him? It, you're breaking him. It's like Christmas right around the corner, right? Those of you that have kids, 
you, you, you give your kid a, a brand new toy or a computer. It's like, it's not even the 26th and it's already broken. I feel, I feel like Chicago is that kid. It's like, we just gave you this. Why do you have to break it when we just gave it to you? Why can't you take care of it? Why can't you make it last? Why can't you, you know, like toys and computers, sometimes you can buy a protection plan. The problem is I don't think the bears bought the protection plan and I don't think they're interested in protecting them. So for those reasons, I, I like fields, but Mark, if you're listening, I know you are. Thank you for your support. Uh, I am keeping Watson. Now he did have a bevy, a bevy of other quarterbacks. It's just, I'm taking, I'm taking Watson. The upside is as high. I think the ceiling is as high with Watson as it is with fields. Um, now fields, could be a tad higher because if he ever adds a better passing element to his game, then maybe he could be better than Watson. But Watson can do all this with the passing game. And he's going to be able to run a little bit because he's got Nick Chubb and as of now, Kareem Hunt there. So, Mark, that's for you, buddy. In a vacuum, I would rather have Watson, uh, but they're both inside my top eight. Mark, you know how I feel about those guys because you're a uh, patron over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. So I'm happy to answer that question for you. Uh, a couple of bits of news before I jump into the rookies, wide receiver re-ranks. Is uh, Sam Darnold going to start for the Carolina Panthers? That makes me both happy and sad. Um, if you can get rid of him for anything, I mean anything. Uh, first of all, it's a bad matchup. Denver's a very good defense. And he's not played a regular season game in about a year himself. So uh, my man, Sam, will probably get off to a slow start. But I'm not putting him in lineups. And I think he's going to make a really good backup. I think he's going to be the kind of guy who I think Sam's like 25. I think he's probably the guy who's probably over the course of the next 10 years, as gross as this is to say, he's probably going to make an extra 100 to $120 million dollars just holding a clipboard. Seems like a super smart guy, great athlete. I just don't know that he's ever going to be a starter in the NFL again. So uh, if you can get anything for him in a super flex, uh, you may have a shot if you've got a, a fellow GM with injuries or buys, or maybe maybe you can find the Stafford GM and be like, look, give me a third for, for Sam. He's probably going to start the rest of the year. Anything that you can uh, squeeze out of him, do it. Same thing with Melvin Gordon, recently released from the Denver Broncos, cleared waivers. He is a street-free agent, can sign anywhere he wants. Here's the thing. He was a free agent from March of 2022 until right before the draft. Why? Because no one really wanted him. The one thing that Mr. Melvin Gordon has going for him is the attrition of the running back position, and there will be teams out there that will look to bring a guy like him in just to get him through the next six, seven games. And so same same scenario. If you can get any league mate to give you a little something for Melvin Gordon, a dynasty third, get, get rid of him. Because this time next year, he's probably going to be looking for a job or he may not be in the league at all. You know, running back churn is uh, is pretty steep and he'll be going into, I believe, year eight of his career. He's more than uh, than made the lifespan of the average running back in the NFL. So, so get rid of him. The other news of the day, just as I was getting ready to hit the old record button here, the Los Angeles Rams let go Daryl Henderson. 
Now, Henderson's intriguing. Uh, he was going to be a free agent this offseason anyway. I don't think the Rams are going to bring him back. Um, we've seen flashes. Uh, I just think there's something weird about Sean McVay and this running game. I think he wants to run the ball, um, but not had a ton of sustainable success with the running back position outside of Todd Gurley. Uh, Gurley had the injuries coming in from college and then had more injuries in the pros that really shortened his career. But ever since Gurley, kind of kind of like my Colts have been on the lookout for their permanent solution at the QB position. It feels like the Rams, since they lost Gurley, have been in seek of the permanent solution at their running back position. Now, Henderson, I'm intrigued by. Biggest knock on Henderson is that he just can't stay healthy. But he's the kind of guy that, you know, if if he landed – if he landed in a spot, and I really can't think of one, uh, maybe Seattle as a backup, m- maybe Arizona. Like I'm really thinking about who's contending and, and who could use a little running back out. Maybe Atlanta. Um, I don't know. They, they've got Tyler Algier and, and Corderell Patterson and, and Huntley. I don't know, but I, I think he'll land somewhere. Uh, I know the Chiefs, it was initially rumored when Eno Benjamin got released that even though the Houston Texans ended up claiming him, that the Chiefs put a claim in on Eno Benjamin, I could see them doing the same on a guy like Daryl Henderson as a cheap rental. Again, he's on a rookie contract, which makes his contract, from a waiver standpoint, a lot more palatable. If you're a team, than Melvin Gordon's veteran contract. I think he was making like you know five, six, seven, eight million bucks a year somewhere in that neighborhood, and that was probably just a, a touch too much for a team to pick up off of waivers. But keep an eye on Daryl Henderson. Uh, he would be the guy that I, I wouldn't go buy, but I would wait to sell and see if he lands in a good position and see if he winds up in a position to contribute in the in the fantasy playoffs that week's 15, 16, or 17, and see if you can't move him to a contender, maybe get a contender second for him. Maybe you got to move – Henderson in a fourth for just like a, con- a contender second. And I would love to do that in a one QB league. And I would double love it in a super flex. So there you go. There's a couple of things for you that we've been doing. But uh, now I'm going to talk about these, these rookie rankings. And again, this was the, this was popped into my mind from that tweet I read earlier from SF Dynasty FF. And for me, Drake London was never the 101. Um, he had injury concerns coming into the NFL. Now, kudos to him. He had some injury issues in the preseason, but Drake London's not missed a game, and he's done great. He's played more games in a pro season than I believe he ever has in a college season. I think his previous previous college high was 10, and I think this coming week will be his 11th pro game. So kudos to him for answering the health concerns. Uh, Drake Drake's best game of the season was eight for 86. He is my wide receiver three. Now, my wide receiver one was my wide receiver two. My one and two have flip-flopped. Uh, my number one rookie wide receiver in this class right now for your dynasty team is Chris Alave. Uh, he's done it with a mixture of Jameis, uh, throw a little Tyson, you know, sprinkle in some Tyson Hill. And then, of course, the Red Rocket. Uh, Mr. Andy Dalton uh, has had a great season. Um, his best game was nine for 147. 
no touchdown in that game, but he does have three touchdowns on the year. Man, this guy just looks great. And the wild part is, is as good as he's looked in the pros, he's had like no support, no cover. Michael Thomas has barely played this year. Jarvis Landry has barely played this year. He should be and probably has been the focal point outside of Alvin Kamara, the focal point of every defensive coordinator in in the league. And the guy continues to have a, a great rookie season. And for that reason, I am going with Chris Olave as my 101 now. Um, my number two is Garrett Wilson. He was my 101. Uh, his best game of the season was eight for 102 and two touchdowns. And I mean, the talent's there. The QB's not. Um, the talent around him's there. I think this guy is going to be a monster. And I think his value's down. If we're having conversations on Twitter that says, hey, who's the 101? Is it London? Is it Burks? If that's the conversation, if that's the temperature in the room, you need to go out, even if you're a contender, because in a 1QB or even in a Superflex, who are you going to get next year at the 108, 109, 110, 111, 112? Probably a wide receiver. And I think Garrett Wilson's going to get a QB upgrade in the offseason. I think Zach Wilson's going to get benched this week. Head coach Robert Sala would not commit to him uh, going into the the weekend. And I think in the offseason, look for the Jets to be players on QBs like even Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, if he's potentially on the block. I think uh, I think Joe Douglas, the GM there in the New York with the Jets, is probably going to have to you know punt on Mr. Zach Wilson. And that will let Garrett Wilson thrive. So for me, Garrett Wilson, my rookie wide receiver too. I alluded to it earlier. Uh, Drake London has moved up to my three. Um, again, answered the injury bell. And kind of like Garrett Wilson, in, in spite of in spite of what's going on around him with a run first quarterback and a run first head coach, you know, he's he's had some some flashes of brilliance. His best game of the season was eight for 86 and a touchdown. And I think this is another team destined for a QB upgrade in the offseason. The problem is that they continue to win enough games that I don't know that that's going to be an option. So I really like Drake London. I, I really like um, what I've seen. Um, he he's He's done a good job, and he was the first – wide receiver off of the board in this rookie class. And I got to say, nothing that he's done on the field has done anything. For me, this is actually a, a bit of an upgrade. Um, so Drake London, my wide receiver three in this rookie class. My wide receiver four in this rookie class is just had the return from the IR window open. That's Jamison Williams. Um Man, I am excited for this guy. I have so much of him in all my dynasty leagues. I can not wait to see this guy. I don't know that we see him Thursday against the Bills, but it doesn't matter. Um, he seems to be that rare combination of both fast and quick. I don't want to say like Tyreek Hill because that's because Tyreek Hill, I love him. He's a unicorn. Um, some guys are fast, some guys are quick. Some guys are both. That's Tyreek Hill. Uh, I remember watching video of Jamison Williams and that stop start, just the way that he moves. I cannot wait to see him indoors with the Lions. I'm pumped. He's my rookie wide receiver for number five, Traylon Burks. Uh, 
Um, he was never my 101. He was never even close. Everything that I had concerns about this guy going into the season have come to pass. He's developed asthma, which is, I think, slang for showing up to camp out of shape. He was in the coach's doghouse during the, the preseason and into the regular season. He's had a toe injury. And, you know, the most recent thing I saw, which was seven for 111, that does not, doesn't hurt, but it's not enough. It's not one game on a short week that favors, you know, that, that favors offense, in my opinion, anyway. And, you know, he was coming back. So he looked good. Can he build on that? Because that seven for 111 was nice, but his season high outside of that was three for 55. And that goes back to week one. He's got zero career touchdowns. So I'm not moving him. Um, I'm not holding it against him. And then my wide receiver six in the rookie class, Christian Watson, I'm not letting two really good games cause me to bump him up. I mean, hell, the guy's got five touchdowns in two weeks. That's awesome. That's great. I love the fact that he seems to be developing a rapport with Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't get traded in the offseason, then maybe we can really see a big year two breakout for Christian Watson. Do the Packers add more pieces? I don't know. Uh, but it does look like after a lot of trials and tribulations, uh, Christian Watson has finally found some favor with Aaron Rodgers. And it looks like they're doing a good job of not only getting him open, but making him a focal point of the passing game. Uh, I'm not going to compare any anybody to or say they're taking the place of Devontae Adams, but if he can get two-thirds of that Devontae Adams love, you're going to love what you get with Christian Watson. So he's my six. Number seven, George Pickens. Um, George Pickens is an interesting cat. Um, his best game of the year was six for 102, had arguably the catch of the year until that Buffalo-Minnesota game where Justin Jefferson had that just ridiculous one-hander. But George Pickens has, has really shown he is he's really seemed to take over the mantle of the wide receiver one in Pittsburgh from my guy, Deontay Johnson. Um, he's, he's come back healthy. He had some injury issues his last year in college. Uh, if he establishes himself as the alpha in this wide receiving group and this offense can take a step next year with Kenny Pickett going into his second year. I may have him too low as my seven. Uh, number eight is Wandale Robinson, kind of a bummer, tore an ACL this past Sunday, and you hate to see it. Uh, he had nine for 100 yards. He was really, really getting to pop, and it sucks for him but maybe it's a buying opportunity. Um, I know most owners and GMs in, in your dynasty league probably paid a mid to late second, depending on your one QB super flex leagues. But, you know, if Wandale was contributing for a team still kicking around the playoffs this year, maybe you can, uh, you know, maybe you can offer like an Adam Thielen or a, I don't know, like, like a someone like that, like that, that older journeyman type, uh, Tyler Lockett, can, can you give up Tyler Lockett and maybe get Wandale in a pick back? I don't know. Um, he's looked really good, and it stinks to see him go down with a with an ACL this late in the season. So keep an eye on him and the pup list this time. Well, I guess going into the 20, 
2023 season. Number nine is Jahan Dotson, uh, another guy who's been battling uh, not quite a Keenan Allen-esque hamstring in, in, uh, injury, but a guy who's been on the injury list quite a bit. He had a, I think he had three touchdowns in five games before uh, the injury that's kept him out for the last several weeks, but definitely flashed. He was a first rounder. He went in the first round ahead of Traylon Burks. So he was the fifth wide receiver off of the board in the class. Um, clearly, Terry McLaren is the wide receiver one in Washington. But outside of that, it's just a lot of dudes. And if wrapping up his rookie year and he can really establish himself in the 2023 20, season as the wide receiver too, he could be a, uh, a nice play. And then the last guy that I'm going to rank, I'm just going to give you the top 10. I'm not going to go into the David Bells, Alec Pierce's, you know, Khalil Shakur's uh, of the world. I'm just going to end this with Sky Moore coming off of his best game of the season. It was supposed to have been a Kadarius Tony game with Juju out and with McCole Hardman out, but it ended up being a Sky Moore game. And let's be honest, when those guys are out or whether they're in, out, they can do the hokey pokey. And it would still be all about Travis Kelsey, but I did like what I saw from from Sky Moore. So um, keeping him in there at number ten. So I, I do want to thank you know normally it's good people bad tweets, but I want to thank uh, Mr. SF Dynasty FF. I want to thank him for putting out a good tweet because it was a thought provoking tweet and a content provoking tweet. So uh, I'm going to read off my top ten one more time for you. That way uh, you can uh, mark this right around the you know, like the 42-minute mark of your podcast. Uh, I'll read them, and I'll read them a number. I'll go backwards. I'll go uh, top 10 radio countdown style. So number 10 is Sky Moore of the Chiefs. Number 9 is Jahan Dotson of the Washington Commanders. Number 8, Wandale Robinson of the New York football Giants. Number seven, George Pickens of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Number six, Christian Watson of the Packers. Number five, Mr. Traylon Burks of the Titans. Number four, Jamison Williams of Jerry's Detroit Lions. Number three, Drake London of the Fighting Falcons. Number two, Garrett Wilson of the God Get These Guys in New York, some help Jets. And number one on the board, Chris Olave of the New Orleans Saints. So there you go. A um, little bit longer show than I thought I'd get out flying solo, quite honestly. But again, thank you guys all so much for the support, whether that's here, whether that's at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone, whether that's on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, ratings, reviews. Those are all ways that you can support the show, whether that be at the patron where there's a little something extra in it from you for uh, from a ranking standpoint to podcast, to the group chat, to one-on-one -on -one help. So that's kind of a give-get, right? You, you give us some cash, we give you some extra content and some individual help with your Dynasty rosters. And uh, but, you know, you can always give us just a couple of seconds of your time to rate, review and subscribe everywhere. But I'm going to get out of here. I thank you all. I thank Mark for asking his question about Justin Fields. And if you're listening to this, like on the way to Thanksgiving, 
on the at Thanksgiving. Maybe you're doing another Thanksgiving this weekend. Just take time. Uh, I love football as much as the next person, but you know, definitely take time to enjoy your family, enjoy, enjoy your friends, enjoy your football, enjoy your fantasy. But uh, give thanks. You know, there's there's a lot to be thankful. There's a lot of crazy shit going on in this world. If you uh, you read the news, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Thank you for giving me a platform and Jerry and all the guys here, a platform to talk dynasty and fantasy football that we all share a passion for. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Be safe driving, be safe eating. And until next time, remember here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back here real soon. Thanks, guys. It's Hate Brand Goods. That's uh, my company. That is what we've started. I hope you guys have checked it out. If you want to go over to the hate.com, hate for me means it's about self-improvement. It's this self-motivation through self-loathing, this this bit of loathing of not tolerating your own bullshit, that little voice that says today's good enough or what we did's fine or no one's going to know that I'm taking today off. Like, fuck all that, man. I know. Like, I hold that standard. I'm accountable to me. And that's it. That's why I chase goals. I do it because of me. I don't do it because of what someone else is going to think of it or what someone else's approval is. And it's about holding yourself to that. The rest of that motivation can fade, but as long as you're in control of being able to make you do the shit you want to do, you're golden, man. So head over to the hate.com, use code and save yourself some cash. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak